Welcome to episode 39 of the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Fountas, and with me is... Eric Sanchez. Eric is back two weeks in a row. It's a record right. for you and for me. Yeah, seven days, seven days. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're going to get this out. It's Friday, January something? 19th? Sure, why yeah, not? That's it. <laughs> uh, guys, you can follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. If this is your first time listening, give us a follow and a comment or a tweet or whatever. Uh, Positively Processing Podcast. You can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. As you know, if you're listening to the show, hopefully you found us through there. And if you want to support the show, you can head to whatamaneuver.net, pick up a Positively Processing Podcast t-shirt, and support the show that way. This week's show, we're going to be talking Saturday Night's main event, but specifically the two Saturday Night main event shows in 1992 that were on the Fox Network. These were the only two ever on the Fox Network after NBC canceled Saturday Night's Main Event in 91. It was inspired a little bit from Eric because he posted randomly on Twitter, like, observations from an Saturday Night's Main Event from, like, the ninth, from, like, 1990. And it got me thinking, I'm like, oh, well, I remember the ones that I watched, like, specifically because it was advertised a lot, both on WWE TV and on Fox, mm-hmm. was the Saturday Night's Main Event shows. And I'll get into it a little bit. I actually found a commercial for the Fox show, the first one, uh, oh, okay. Hulk Hogan. So I'll play that in a little bit there. But these were, you know, my, my heyday show. So for, for reference point, the first one we're talking about was Saturday Night's Main Event. Uh, it aired on February 2nd, 1992. It was taped on January 27th in Lubbock, Texas. And then the next one we'll talk about was the Saturday Night's Main Event on aired November 12th, 1992. And it was actually taped on October 27th. In beautiful yeah. Terre Haute, Indiana. Um, but these, if you look at the the roster for the two events, specifically the first one, it's got like the all Hall of Famers on the sh- on the first show. Well, I'll run down the card here in a second, and then we'll kind of break it down and talk what we liked about it, didn't like about it, stuff like that. But uh, the people on the show, there was Hulk Hogan, Sid Justice, Ric Flair, Undertaker. That was in one match. That's your right. opening match. And now, when I look back at some of these, even... Actually, that was your one, second match. I'm sorry. The ones before bet. Fox, like, there were a lot of matches that I thought, oh, my God, that's so great. I want. I really want to see this match. Yeah. Or that match, because it wasn't on... It was a big deal. It wasn't in, on, like, a WrestleMania Right. These, these are, like, pay-per-view yeah. matches yeah. they put on free TV. But for they were a little bit more loose and more fun to watch. Sure. I thought so. Uh, then they have the uh, Roddy Roddy Piper versus the Mountie was actually the opening match on the card. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter and Hacksaw Jim Duggan faced the Beverly Brothers, mm-hmm. and Randy Savage faced Jake the Snake Roberts. So you got a lot of Hall of Famers on there, and uh, they're all kind of kicking ass. And uh, there's a little bit of an appearance from Bret Hart. He just kind of a talking head um, during the Roddy Piper Monty match, which I'll get to in a second once mm-hmm. we go into our uh, dive into this show. I think I talked about this last week about seen commercials specifically for this with like Al Bundy yeah. but that was actually the one coming up in November that I'll, we'll, we'll get to that one so I found okay. that clip too this show I remember seeing all over the place on Fox for commercials because like Saturday mornings had Fox cartoons they had like Fox Kids or something like that and then they had the TV shows on Superstars and Challenge pushing it pushing it it's going to be on Fox it's going to be on Fox mm-hmm. and they're always pushing it. it's going to be in prime time so it was on at like 7 o'clock central time 8 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, normally, the Saturday Night's Main Event shows run at 10 or 10.30 after the late local news because they replace Saturday Night Live. This, to me, was so, like, I still have, like, 
fond memories of the show just because of how big of a deal it seemed to me at the time. Yeah. I don't know. If I'm, I don't see myself ever getting like that again just because of the amount of content that's out there, how easy it is to get. Yeah. But for me, this is my... F- I, I watched the other Saturday Night's main events, but this is like my like wheelhouse of the... What f- made it special first. for me was on Superstar Saturday mornings, it would be you know a wrestling star against a jobber. And that's yeah. kind of what it was. And they did little promos, backstage stuff, and interview segments, but it wasn't really star on star... Like a whole a whole episode of Stars on Stars, so that's what I really liked about it. And when I was younger, I stumbled upon, it was a Saturday night, and I think it was, whatever match I was watching, it ended up being Hulk Hogan versus uh, The Genius. I didn't know who The yeah. Genius was, but I remember watching, I'm like, oh my god, this is so awesome. Hogan's on TV, he's wrestling, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm watching, whatever, and it's on Saturday night, I'm like, oh my god, what is this? Then they're talking about Saturday night's main event. So ever since then, maybe 88, 89, whatever year that was... I remember always just being confused of when it was actually going to be on. Yeah. Like, I didn't know it was a schedule. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But I remember every, maybe two or three Saturdays after that, I would turn on Channel 5, hoping to see wrestling, but it was Saturday Night Live. I'm like, well, when is it going to be on again? And I didn't hear anything about it. Never Uh really did. So I'm always getting, like, we would get the newspaper, and there was a TV guide. It wasn't the TV guide, but it was kind of like a TV guide. in the Show you what was on. So I would always look at it, and it was Saturday Night Live. I'm like, oh, okay. Saturday Night Live. Okay. And then, I don't know. It just, it was always a surprise of when it was on. I didn't know when it was on. So I'd always check. And then every now and then I would miss it or I wouldn't check that week and it happened. Do you remember this one specifically, this Fox one by chance or no? No, I don't. Okay. Uh-huh. Do you either Fox one or no. do you remember watching them? I remember watching the Sid and Hogan team up. Okay. Yeah, but the other one, the Mega Maniacs, second show you didn't really I never remember. saw okay. that one, no. You watched you watched both those shows, obviously, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. I did watch oh. them. Okay, yeah. so we'll, we'll talk into it. And I've watched, I mean, this whole week I've watched pretty much, well, I watched the 91 Royal Rumble, and I mm-hmm. watched like five or six Saturday Night Main Event. But yeah. I do have a favorite, but it's not the Fox ones. <laughs> okay, okay. Maybe in a future one we'll do your favorite yeah. Saturday Night Main Event ones. But did you enjoy these shows? Not the last one. The no? first one I did. I liked the last one. It just seemed, well, they were... They were in a bit of a transition They were like period. 45 minutes long, and it only had three minutes. Well, they're matches. an hour. They're an hour with, with commercials, so right. they're 45 minutes. I'm just saying on the network, they were 45 minutes. Um, I don't know. The last one didn't really like grab me, like, oh, my God, this is so great. We'll get into a little bit, uh, once we start that show, mm-hmm. about a lot of the changes WWF was going through at the time and a lot of decisions they had to be made because of certain drug tests that were failed. Here we go. So... Saturday night's main event on Fox, the first one on Fox. This is, like I mentioned, February 2nd, 1992 from Lubbock, Texas. I found a commercial for this one. It was Hulk Hogan. Um, first, it was basically the just announcer saying, WWF superstars are going to be live. Saturday night's main event on Fox and blah, blah, blah. And then Hogan goes, after cops, there's going to be some law and order or whatever because it aired after cops on Fox, which is just hilarious to me. Saturday night special, Hulk Hogan teams up with Sid Justice to battle Ric Flair and The Undertaker in the ultimate tag team competition. Here we go! And Macho Man Randy Savage vows revenge on Jake the Snake Roberts. Saturday night's main events tonight on Channel 2. Right after cops, somebody's going to get busted. So we get that. That intro, it starts off with a, like a typical 90s WWF stuff. Yeah. Hogan is the first person you see, which is, I guess, WWF's way of saying, hey, these are the superstars. You know who Hogan is. You know who all this is. And that's yeah. another big difference I'll notice, too, between this one in February of 92 and November of 92 is how much they pu- who they're pushing differently. And the, this show, this February show, Hogan is still the guy. Um, but in that November, the same year, the show ends with Brett being the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it's so, that short amount of time that this transition's happening from, yeah, even though we had Hogan, even though Macho Man and Warrior's still kind of here and Ric Flair is there, Bret Hart's going to be your guy. Yeah. Because that's who we're pushing everybody. So the show starts up, and the first thing I noticed was the new Saturday Night's Main Event logo, which is not awesome. I don't like it. It's not yeah. as good as the classic one, but. It gives me going back to our show last week that like warm nostalgia feeling of of seeing that one. And for the longest time, for some reason, I thought that that was the logo. Like yeah, I remember the NBC one. Yeah, yeah, everybody. It's the classic one. Everybody does. Yeah. Um, but one thing I was surprised about was that Vince McMahon and Bobby Heenan were actually live in the audience or in the arena doing the play by play. 
and they didn't do it later on a tape, you know, tape dub thing. Because mm-hmm. a lot of these shows, like the Superstars, I'll go back and watch like the Superstar shows that I have copies of or Challenge or whatever on YouTube, and like Vince and Jesse will be in front of a green screen, and you right. can totally tell. Yeah. But when I was a kid, I didn't know it at all. This, they're actually there. It's nuts. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, so our first matchup of the show is going to be one of my favorites. This three little three-minute match, one of my favorite matches. And for the longest time, I never knew where it was from. Mm-hmm. Like later on, like this is like recently, before the network, and I was able to find it and all that. Roddy Piper versus the Mountie for the Intercontinental Championship. This yeah. is a rematch from the Royal Rumble match where Piper beat the Mountie for the title. And this after the Mountie beat Bret Hart for the title at a house show because Bret Hart had 104-degree fever was the storyline they were pushing. So the match starts off with kind of a, a brawl, like craziness. And Piper doesn't even take his shirt off. And Bobby Heen even mentioned that. He goes, Piper hasn't taken off his shirt. A note I had is, I want that Piper shirt. It's an awesome shirt. <laughs> it's like a white ringer shirt with like a cartoon Piper on it. I wanted it. Yeah. Um, they, I remember really wanting that shirt, too. So if you Piper find shirt? it, let me know. Yeah. I will. Yeah, the Piper shirt. Um, so they're going back and forth, and, and there's a big brawl. I just loved this, this Mountain Piper match. I don't know why. And this also. It's a great match. I love It's three I'd, minutes, but it's awesome. And that's, I think that's all you really need to kind of tell a story. Like back then, it was like you get in, you do a little, you do a little fight, you have a little comeback, you go back and forth, and then there's a pin. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, it's three minutes and 30 seconds. <clears throat> the Mountie's got Jimmy Hart with him. This is heel manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other note I have on here is this is where I kind of started to become a Bret Hart fan. Because Bret Hart was the Intercontinental Champion for a while from SummerSlam 91, then lost it, like I mentioned earlier, to the Mountie. And he was going to be given the rematch at WrestleMania versus either Piper or the Mountie. Pretty much whoever won this match. Exactly. Yeah. And they do a little, they're starting to do a little bit now on Raw where a screen pops up and Bret Hart does like a little promo. Mm -hmm. Basically says, I'm going to take on whoever it is with blah, blah, blah. This is the match. And... I just remember, I don't know why this was like me being like, okay, Bret Hart's going to be my next guy. Like, he's going to be my next favorite wrestler type of thing. The match goes on. There's one point when I'm like, what's he doing? So Jimmy Hart gives the Mountie a cup of water, and then the Mountie dumps it all over Piper. Keep yeah. in mind, Piper still got his shirt on. And you're but at about, the time, I thought he was going to dump the, the water on the ref to revive the ref. Right, because the ref was bumped. Yeah. Um. And I'm like, that's kind of weird. And then he takes a shock stick, <laughs> which is basically a cattle prod for Canadian policemen, it looks like. Uh, our buddy Ringskirts actually has a replica. I think he made shock stick. Uh-huh. I'm going to check out his Twitter page. It's on there, guys, at Ringskirts. And he shocks Piper, but over the PA system in the arena, they put like, yeah. which is so cheesy. And I don't think they, I ever noticed that as a kid. Though. No, me neither. If they did something like that today... They would just be crucified with oh, how for sure. lame it is. Yeah. And it's still lame, but hey, whatever, it worked for them. Right. And all of a sudden, they're like, oh, and Vince's like, oh, no, oh, no, he's electrocuting him. And I'm like, it's apparently Monty wanted to murder Roddy Piper. Uh-huh. Um, Piper no-sells it. Like, it doesn't affect him. It doesn't affect him. Gets up, gets the win, takes off his shirt. First off, he's wearing like a bodysuit. Well, he gets the cattle prod and he shocks Monty. You got to yeah. do that. Right. Um. <laughs> Gets the gets the win and then takes off his shirt and he's got like a like I said like, like a scoop like a wetsuit yeah and it says <laughs> shockproof on it and I'm like oh okay so he had a shockproof shirt yeah. crowd goes nuts crowd loved Piper I was super mostly excited for this that it, because it meant Bret Hart would be facing Piper at WrestleMania and that was a match that I always liked when good guys versus good guys faced each other yeah and that was a match where I was like oh man. This is going to be amazing. Who's going to win? I figured Brett would win, mm-hmm. but I was like, mm, Piper is pretty good. <laughs> like, that's my yeah. eight-year-old Well, self. when I saw the match, I I don't know, just Roddy Piper coming down with the Intercontinental title, and he's got a big smile on his right. face. Like, I'm, like, I love Piper like as a champion. Like, that looks really good on him. <laughs> and then, obvi- obviously, at the end, they want you to know, you know, without question, that his thing was shockproof. So yeah, <laughs> shockproof. It literally on, says on, on shockproof on it. Yeah. I wonder if people like opposite hard camera were like, "What the hell is this, this thing saying?" Because it yeah. doesn't have like a big Titan drawn or anything like that. Right. So yeah, it was a good match. Fun opening match. Like mm-hmm. this is a good, quick. It's fun. All that stuff. Um, then we go to clips from the 1992 Royal Rumble, 
where Sid um, eliminates Hogan mm-hmm. and or no, Hogan eliminates Sid, right? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, Hogan Sid dumps Hogan and then right. Hogan grabs his arm. And right, right. Sid dunks Hogan, sorry. So what I noticed about this is they totally edited the crowd to being booing like crazy. Like they put like post-audio dub of the crowd booing when Hogan's eliminated mm-hmm. and everyone's saying, Hogan, Hogan. But that's not true at all. They didn't do that. They were you, cheering. Yes, they were cheering. <laughs> And then when Hogan pulls him over, they again, when he pulls Sid over the rope. From the oh, yeah, level, he's not going to win three years in a row. Right. <laughs> they go nuts, like, but they make it seem like the crowd was cheering Hogan because they keep saying, yeah. Hogan, Hogan, even though Ric Flair won the Rumble and they were cheering for Rick. They, didn't, they weren't saying Hogan at all. Yeah, right. Even on the Coliseum videotape, it's not edited that badly. <laughs> um, so next we got our, and that leads into our next match, which is. What I'd like to do the press conference with it, where they named the number one contender that's to af- the title. That's after this match, right? They showed it the before. I mean, no, no, it's before. Okay, okay, yeah, that's right because because oh, they're kind of questioning on if they're going to get along, right? Um, so they're at the you know the press conference, and Jack Tunney announces Hogan, but Sid really was the next. You know, the second to last man out. So Sid just gets really mad, starts crumbling a piece of paper. like, so let's, paint, let's paint the picture for those who haven't seen this. Um, and if you haven't, I encourage you to go watch it. They do a fake press conference mm-hmm. of rest for WrestleMania 8. And I, they basically have the old, like, ring apron for WrestleMania 7 behind yeah. them. So I'm glad they got to reuse that. You got Tunney in the middle. Tunney's in the middle. there's Savage, Hogan, it's Undertaker, Piper. Yep. yep. And that's it. Like all these guys. Yeah, all the, maybe the, number one contender. The last guy's in there. And he goes, and the person who will face Ric Flair is Hulk Hogan. And he goes, yes, yes. <laughs> and then the camera zooms, like, zooms in on Sid. He's just crumpled a piece of paper right. with his blonde curly berm. It's just hilarious. And he goes, Jack Tunney. When they're interviewing Sid yeah. afterwards, that what you did was bogus. <clears throat> bogus, Jack Tunney. Right. And like throws a fit. Then before the match of Hogan versus Sid, they do a little uh, backstage. Sid does a promo, but talking just basically to the camera, you know, basically apologizing or whatever, and yeah. they, they kind of show that. I have to say, being a fan of Sid from WCW, I remember him as being just like this ruthless, cold-blooded asshole, and he would always say, "The man that rules the world." Yeah, like I loved him like that. He was Sid vicious, and then he got neutered as Sid Justice, and he's coming out smiling. And but he had awesome theme hands. music. <laughs> so it kind of seen him flip a little. I'm like, yes, yeah, Sid Vicious is coming back. Because <laughs> I thought Sid Justice sucked, the name. Well, did you like Psycho Sid? Uh, Psycho Sid was all right. He was better than Sid Justice. Right. I love Sid Vicious. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did go back to WSW and shatter his leg, so. Yeah. He uh, did that. <laughs> <laughs> I love, this is off topic a little bit, but recently Sid No showed a, um, an indie show here in Chicago. And the he left like a voicemail claiming that Trump's travel ban was the reason he couldn't come and mm-hmm. that he got a speeding ticket. He, they played the voice was like, uh, I got a speeding ticket. I can't make it. Uh, I don't know what happened. Uh, still want my show money. I'm sure he got his comp money. I still want my show money. Yeah, he didn't say that, but. <laughs> he and, probably got a deposit. And then <laughs> what, was, what was hilarious was one of the indie wrestlers. During his match, dressed up as Sid and played and was signing autograph people's autographs as Sid Justice. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so it was pretty funny. Uh, so we got this match: Hulk Hogan and Sid Justice versus. And they were on fire, like they were working together. Like, yeah, the Undertaker and Ric Flair, they were the tag great. team. Yeah. yeah, they the two heels, uh, Undertaker and Ric Flair, and it was always weird to me the Undertaker would over team up with anybody, mm-hmm. especially when he was his dead man character. Right, but. I hated Ric Flair when I was younger, so any any excuse I had for him to get beat up, I wanted to see. Yeah. Uh, one thing that's interesting too is Hulk before he comes out, it's like I got a special surprise, brother, and it's Brutus Beefcake comes out with him. Did you know it's Brutus Beefcake's pants? No. Oh my God! Go back and watch him. So he normally had like the cut up tights or whatever. These were literally just holes done, like giant holes from his hips down to his ankles like just a big slit it was ridiculous <laughs> he's got the giant mullet going all that too and uh they throughout the match you know hogan and sid are teaming up blah 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 and then at some point you could kind of take, or if you want to take over where it happens where sid turns a little bit on hogan during well this match. hogan's trying to get a tag and sid has got his back turned to him he mm-hmm. doesn't like he doesn't care he, he like sh- alligator arms him yeah yeah he short short uh shortens the tag rope just right. kind of hangs there 
And as soon as Hogan goes to make the hot tag, <laughs> Sid just jumps off the apron and starts walking away. And then Brutus starts chasing him. He's like, come on, man. And then uh, Sid almost goes to punch Brutus in the face. He starts backing off. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, come on, you got to help him. He's like pointing him back in the ring. He's like, come on, he's in there. you got to help him. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I also loved, like, the, he's like, no, you can't do that. His face will explode. Yeah. Vince is on the announcer. His face will explode. A million pieces. <laughs> and then the... Uh, the screenshot on this, the network is the picture of Hogan with his hand out the ropes, like, whoa, why, Sid, why, with Sid do his back to him. Yeah. Um, Hogan ends up winning this match by disqualification. What I thought was funny is Brutus had to explain it to him. <laughs> and when you're in the ring, I guess you do it for the crowd, but you kind of pantomime, and they're always, like, put, it, not always, but at this time, they're putting their hand up, like, above their head, like, to kind of pantomime that it was the tall guy mm -hmm. so brutus and him are like pantomiming to each other explaining like what happened but hogan <laughs> was right there he knows what happened <laughs> he's pantomiming that's yeah. great this match was 11 minutes and 42 seconds kind of a long match for a tv match especially with those two guys yeah um but hogan does get the win uh next up we have sergeant slaughter and jim duggan versus the beverly brothers with the genius this was kind of a nothing match it was just a buffer, I'm assuming. It was a two-minute, two-and-a-half-minute match. You got any notes on this one? Because I got nothing. Well, I do remember after Hogan beat Slaughter, Slaughter kind of you know changed his tune, and he was all about America again, so they teamed up Slaughter and Jim Duggan for like four or five months. I want my were, country like, back. Those pretty much. Slaughter's yeah. promos, yeah. So then during that, but watching it, and then everybody's cheering for Slaughter, and I remember putting on Twitter, I did five takeaways, and one, yeah, of, my, yeah. one of my takeaways on this one was... Uh, Wrestling fans are too forgiving. <laughs> Hashtag slaughter. <laughs> the slots. Like, he talks so much shit about America and, like, spit on everything, spit on the flag, you know, beat up Hogan, and mm -hmm. just, like, everything about it. Yeah, he'd use an Iraqi sympathizer during the yeah. war. So what month is this? This is February. 92. Oh, okay. And it yeah, so I guess it's it taped just after the Rumble. Later. Yeah, it taped just after the Rumble. Um... It's just a, like I said, just a nothing match, a two and a half minute match where um, Sergeant Slaughter and Duggan defeat the Beverly Brothers at two minutes and 39 seconds. Yeah. Next, we have Macho Man Randy Savage versus Jake the Snake Roberts, and what is essentially the blow off of their feud that started at Survivor Series 91, or actually SummerSlam 91, where. Yeah. My, or Jake the Snake came to their wedding and put a cobra in the, one of their presents. <laughs> like, that's like a wrestling without context. I've ever heard it. Like, yeah. If you told someone that, like, why are these guys fighting? I'm like, well, this guy went to this guy's wedding and put a king cobra in his present and scared his <laughs> As wife. As a surprise. Yeah. He wasn't invited either. Yeah. And the Undertaker came. <laughs> and then some guy had a kill that to chase him off with a wooden chair. Right. I love that's it. That's wrestling. That's amazing. I love it. You can't get away with that anywhere else. If that was on TV, it should be canceled ASAP. <laughs> Wrestling fans eat it up. We love that shit. Yep. <laughs> we love our soap operas. <laughs> this is also one of the more famous Macho Man interviews where he goes, I maybe am a little bit insane. Yeah. And he takes off his sunglasses. You see his crazy eyes. Mm -hmm. And these these aren't the normal Macho Man sunglasses that are like custom. These are the WWF shop catalog glasses, yeah. which are basically cheap sunglasses with like green uh, uh, frames around them. So... That that's one thing I noticed was those sunglasses. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember those Macho Man sunglasses. Like I had a pair of those. I did. Um, I think I got them from like Toys R Us or something like that, or, or uh, Montgomery Ward, or insert <laughs> defunct store now. Yeah. Uh, this match, I thought the crowd was super hot for. I liked that they showed a lot of the recap stuff. I like how they teased that Jake was going to smack Elizabeth again. <laughs> Basically, Jake beats the shit out of Macho the whole match. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and the it, the crowd hates him for it. I wonder if this match was edited at all for TV. It might have been because it seems like it was too short. Like it seemed like maybe I noticed like a cut here or there, but it was only a five minute match. And especially at the end, it was basically Jake beats up Macho Man the whole match, and then Macho Man hits the elbow, gets the win. Like yeah. that's pretty much it. That's what happens. Um, did you notice anything other than that? Like it was just anything out of the ordinary other than Jake being an awesome heel and getting the crowd to boo him. Um, no, I didn't notice any cutaways. I wasn't paying attention 100%. I was kind of mm -hmm. reading Twitter and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. but, I mean, my ears were there. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then they win. And when Jake, one note I had in there is Jake hits the DDT, 
and the crowd went, oh, shit, he's going to yeah, win. Like, like it's over. Right. So rather than pin him, Jake sits in the corner, lets the, lets the ref count Macho Man out, and then he goes after him again. Yeah. And goes to, and not count him out of the he ring, by the way. He could have had the win, though. Yeah, not count him out of the ring, by the way. Count it like the 10 count. You, you don't make the 10 count, which is weird to me. That's just like a random rule. That doesn't happen. This isn't a last man standing match. Yeah. But that's just nitpicking. And he goes back, hits the short arm clothesline, goes to the DDT again. Macho Man blocks it. Big comeback. Like back I said, flips him over the top rope. Yeah, yeah. Big comeback. Elbow drop gets the win. Miss Elizabeth comes running down to celebrate. And then you have a note on your five takeaways about Jake being behind the curtain. Right? <laughs> I wrote, uh, curtain lurking Jake is the best Jake. Yeah, so. Because <laughs> they do it, they just, you know, kind of fade out with behind, uh, over Jake's shoulder as he's behind the curtain, kind of lurking and peering behind mm-hmm. the curtain. Yeah. Like, who knows what's going to happen now? Yeah, it was not a. And we didn't find ending. out until the next week. Until superstars. <laughs> yeah. So what happened, if you guys aren't aware, Jake the Snake's behind the curtain. He's going to, he's got the chair behind his, like, ready to swing it. And he goes, next person that comes through this curtain is going to get it. Yeah. And then. And Liz is, like, walking. She's going to be the next person. Right. And he goes to wind it. And then who takes the chair away from Jake? The Brother un- Love. <laughs> the Undertaker. And that's, and that's his face turn. It is. And that leads to their match at WrestleMania 8. And who knew, you know, all along, Undertaker was actually not a bad guy. You know, no, he's like, don't you hit that woman yeah. again. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, holy shit, he hit her in the face with a chair. Right. It would be amazing. So that's it. That's that show. Uh, Some uh, of the highlights that I've seen, and not just this one. I yeah. mean, Jay, they did show Jake slapping her, but all these years I heard mm-hmm. how protective Macho Man was. Yeah. Of Elizabeth didn't like her getting slapped by Sherry. Didn't want her getting touched at all. And then there's like things that I've seen, like Savage throws her to the ground when the the mega powers break up. Yeah, she's getting slapped by this guy. She almost gets hit with a, a guitar by, <laughs> by Honky Tonk Man. Like she really took some bumps. <laughs> yeah, she didn't mess around. No, she, she was so quiet and meek. Like you felt bad when she did get hurt. <laughs> I think that's the idea. Yeah. All right, so we have our next one, and again, this is a huge, different lay of the land in the WWF. This is Saturday Night's main event on Fox, the second and last one ever, and this is the last Saturday Night's main event until 2005, when it came back right before WrestleMania 22. Uh, This took place on November 12th, 1992. It was taped, like I said earlier, on October 27th in Terre Haute, Indiana. This is the show where Al Bundy, sitting on his couch in character and set, <laughs> introduces the show. And I will play that clip in a second there of of Al Bundy introducing us to the show. And I couldn't believe it was on YouTube. I was so pumped I found it. And he's just got like a sandwich and he's got the dog next to him. He's ready to watch WWF action. And he's like, I'm ready to watch the Ultimate Maniacs. And then sure enough. <laughs> and that explains a little bit yeah. why this show just starts with... The money ain't coming down the aisle. There's no intro. It's just that the show starts with them coming down the aisle. Nothing like a good workout, eh, boy? What's that you say, boy? You say the WWF wrestling special is about to begin? Ladies and gentlemen, the World Wrestling Federation presents Saturday night's main event. And now I, Al Bundy, am ready to meet the ultimate maniacs. Papa Shango, British Bulldog, and the mighty men of the WWF on this greatest night of my life. Fuck, old boy. Get ready to rock. Opening match is Money, Inc. is the Tag Team Champions versus the Ultimate Maniacs, Macho Man Randy Savage, and Ultimate Warrior for the WWF Tag Team titles. I was super pumped when this match was announced. I'm like, oh, sweet. Macho Man and Warrior are going to win the tag belts, and they're going to face Razor Ramon and Ric Flair for the title of Survivor Series. It's great. It'll be awesome. No idea what actually was going on behind the scenes which is why that title change didn't happen and why at the end of the show they make a little note about the Ultimate Warrior, our friend the Ultimate Warrior. Mm-hmm. Did you like the team up of Warrior and Savage? Yeah, anytime two good guys like teamed up when I was a kid, I'm like, hell yeah, makes sense. Right. I like that they went all into They got like outfits made and everything. This is the Mattel Ultimate Maniacs outfits for both of these guys. Right, yeah. And if you buy those figures, this is the outfits they're wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, did you like it? Did you like when those guys teamed up? Not really. You suck. No. <laughs> <laughs> I suck. I think because they, <clears throat> excuse me, I, because they didn't have like that much of a run. But, but they weren't I mean, together I mean, that long. I mean, in retrospect, sure, but what about the time when you're watching? Um, I wasn't sold. I needed more time. <laughs> 
People have to have established why are these guys getting tag title shots. Yeah, like why are they so hot shotted to the tag titles? <laughs> hot shotted. You're a, a redditor at, at that time as a kid. Um, uh, one thing I like too is they they have the, when the match starts. The match starts. The when the Ultimate Maniacs run out, they literally run out to the ring, start cleaning house. Yeah. It wasn't two separate entrances. They it's both like lines, rope bombs. Mm-hmm. Over the top rope is insane. Yep, and like, that, I just put it as a big clusterfuck. Like, the whole thing is just a frenzied clusterfuck. The crowd's going apeshit for it yeah. too, though, right? Like they're going nuts. Yeah, not uh, that it was a clusterfuck that they kept screwing up. It was just so fast. Like everything was just everybody's hitting the floor. And this is a ten minute match. It wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't like super short or anything like that. <clears throat> and then after 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 everything kind of clears off a little bit, you get a debut of the brain scan. Yeah, which is Bobby. I like Heenan. the brain scan. Bobby Heenan's basically telestrator, where he draws. Yeah. Well, it's like the Madden thing. Yeah. And he, everybody's familiar with the Madden. And this is right after the 92 election where Bill Clinton became the president. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple political jokes in the show, which is just weird. Yeah. And one, this is one of them where Bobby Heenan's drawing something. He's like, look, you end up like a big loser, like Ross Perot. And he draws like a Ross Perot cartoon. That's yeah. kind of weird. And then later on, they talk about... Bobby uh, Heenan goes, you know, if George Bush had me as his running mate, he'd have won the election and got rid of whoever his running mate was, Ralph Dukakis or something. Yeah, Dukakis. And then Vince McMahon's like, you as vice president? He goes, no, me as president. George Bush is my running mate. <laughs> and then Vince is like, George Bush is a great man. I'm like, what the hell? It's kind of weird. Like, you're Vince with his Republican values pushing on me here and we're right. watching wrestling. Back off, dude. <laughs> Back, uh, Don't force your agenda down my throat. <laughs> Uh, back to the match here. These guys, it's a pretty, not necessarily back and forth match. For the most part, the Ultimate Maniacs are in control the whole time. And that's yeah. probably why I liked it so much. Because when I was a kid, I didn't understand, like, psychology or pacing of a match. I just want to always wanted the good guy to win. Yeah. So then they were in control the whole time. Macho Man hits the elbow on IRS. He's going to hit the pin. And Ted DiBiase comes in and breaks it up. Then Jimmy Hart's like, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> Let's they, get they, out of here. <laughs> they walk out with the tag titles, and the Ultimate Maniacs end up winning by countout. Yeah. Which I thought was a fast countout, because they weren't even gone in 10 seconds or mm-hmm. 5 seconds. And the yeah. referee's like, ding, 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 countout. Yeah, and then at first they're both pissed, like, no, we don't want to win that way. Then they go after them, and we'll get into what happens. But Ultimate Warrior and the British Bulldog at right around this show are both busted with what is now known as HGH. Mm-hmm. Human growth hormone, and that's why they're both fired from the company essentially. So that's why they both. Well, that's why one bulldog loses his title to Shawn Michaels, his intercontinental title on this show, and Ultimate Warrior is not on the Survivor Series. Like he's replaced with Mister Perfect, which we can get to in a little bit. Um, do you think had that not happened, that they would have went with the Ultimate Maniacs? That they would have gotten the titles on this show? I think they would have. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were really pushing them, like because the they were more. I think they were just more over and could sell, you know, sell tickets and merch and stuff like that as the champs than Money Inc. could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to look back now, and that make it makes sense why everything was booked the way it was here. They were kind of booked mm-hmm. into a corner a little bit with what they had to do. Um, that's what it's what it was, and then post match, they go after Money Inc. at the end of the aisle, and then out comes Razor Ramon and Ric Flair to beat the hell out of both Warrior and Macho Man. And one thing I noticed was it's a four-on-two match. At some point, Warrior's just laying on top of Macho Man, and they're just beating the hell out of Warrior. He's like, no, I will protect you, Macho Man. <laughs> and Vince is just, oh, no, oh, no, what are you Mr. doing? Mr. Perfect was there. He threw some punches. He did, and then Macho Man invited him to be his partner a couple weeks yeah, later on Wrestling strange. Challenge. Um, again, I hate Ric Flair. I thought, I always thought Razor Ramon was cool, even when he was a bad guy. Or not the bad guy, but a bad guy. Then after that, Vince McMahon cuts to something we don't see on the network. He goes, let's take a look at this music video for Brett the Hitman Heart. And this is right after Brett won the title. They don't show it on the network. I looked mm-hmm. into it a little bit, and what I thought it was, it's it actually what it was. It was just a music video highlight of Bret Hart's career up to that point. Included in the title, it was set to a Tom Petty song called Making Some Noise. You could find it on YouTube. Just type in Bret Hart Music Video 92, and it's Bret Hart Tom Petty Music Video. It makes sense why it's not on the network because of copyright issues. still kind of a bummer. That we didn't get to see. It's a little awkward, right? Yeah. <clears throat> well, they said the video, because I was watching on the network when they said Bret Hart video. I just thought it was one of those cheesy songs that you know they used to do back in the day. So yep. I'm like, good. I don't want to see that anyway. <laughs> you can check it out, though. <laughs> Tom Petty making some noise. All right. Um, then we have next up our Intercontinental Championship match. 
British Bulldog, the Intercontinental Champion, fresh off of beating, not fresh off, a few months off of beating Bret Hart at SummerSlam that year in August of 92, mm-hmm. defending against Shawn Michaels in what would end up being Shawn Michaels' first singles title. What did you think of this match? Bret Hart first, or not Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels versus the Bulldog. I thought it was a pretty good match from start to finish, and I... One of my notes was I forgot how strong Bulldog was. Well, I guess when you do the HGH, <laughs> that should explain it. Because there's at one point Shawn Michaels has some sort of weird arm lock on Bulldog. So when Bulldog kind of rolls over, Bulldog gets to his feet, but Michaels is still on his back holding on to this arm lock on Bulldog. Bulldog just power lifts him up with one arm and sure. his back, puts him on his shoulder, and then he drops back. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's strong. <laughs> yeah, you mess around. Um one thing I liked that they, the announcers talked about was what I like to call pro wrestling math. So Bobby Heenan's point was, oh, yeah, yeah. okay, the, he was talking to Vince. He goes, British Bulldog beat Bret Hart, right? Vince goes, yes. He goes, well, if Shawn Michaels beats the British Bulldog, there's no question he's going to beat Bret Hart at, at Survivor Series this coming weekend yeah. and for the WWF title. And that, I like that, the pro wrestling math logic. Like if you beat this guy, then this guy's better than that guy because you beat the other guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, this match is pretty famous just because it's Shawn Michaels' first title win. It's not a great, really, match. I think I'd give it, like, a C, I mm-hmm. guess, an average match, nothing special. Um, it, it, I was, at the time, though, a big Bulldog fan. I was, too. So I was pretty pissed that Michaels won. I was like, this, no, no, why the hell would he win? Especially because he's going to get a title shot that week, yeah. too, so why would he do that? Um Michaels ends up winning um, because Bulldog's going for a superplex off the top rope. Michaels counters it into a crossbody. One, two, three, new Intercontinental Champion. Crowd's not happy. Uh, 92 Steve wasn't happy. And to this day, I'm okay with it. <laughs> You're all right with it. Uh, then after that, we get like a nothing promo from Ric Flair and Razor Ramon talking about how they're going to whoop ass at Survivor Series against yeah. the Warrior. And... Uh, what's his name, Ric Flair, mentions that no matter who it is, Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels, I'm getting that WWF title back. So at least he's he's kind of steered off a little bit, but his eye's still on the prize of being the champion. So I mm-hmm. like that a little bit. I kind of wish they did a little more. Like, you know, in current time, current times, current wrestling, so Kevin Owens, for example, was the universal champion for a long time this year. Lost to Goldberg because Jericho cost him the title, all that stuff. Yeah, He got distracted, just went off to his thing with Jericho, and was the U.S. champion, became the face of America, all that stuff. Great, great, hilarious storyline for him. He never cared or has mentioned since going back to getting the world title. Um, even though now he's on SmackDown, like, he's not really worried about the title. He's just worried about screwing over Shane McMahon and all that yeah. stuff. So, you know, it makes more sense. Like, okay, yeah, I did this little side mission, like a video game. Right. I get back to the title. But they don't do it. Like, I got to get back to the big one. Finn Balor, they still mention it, and he still mentions I was the first Universal Champion. He that every time he comes out. He never got his, he never, <laughs> he never got his rematch. It's like the first Universal Champion ever. Yeah, we'll get into our Royal Rumble predictions at the end of the show. How about that? Because Royal Rumble's, because uh, <clears throat> we might not, do to, might not be able to do a show next week. We'll see. Um, either way, this match happens. Um, then we have our, I'm sorry, I got a little out of order there. The, the promo with Rick and Razor. Uh, then we've got Bret Hart gives a promo with Mean Gene Okerlund. I guess I kind of forgot Mean Gene was still around in 92. He was still there through the 93. I just forgot. Oh, okay. uh, this was a promo where I thought Bret Hart did a really great promo. He pushed talking about hard work and win, lose, or draw in all of his matches. He always learned something. He had gotten where he was today. Mm-hmm. And for a young kid listening to that, like, okay, that's that's a good, nice good message from the Hitman. I'm in. I like the Hitman. And I did. They, what was interesting with this match is Bret Hart versus Papa Shango for the WBF title. Mm-hmm. They kept mentioning Papa Shango was 300 pounds, <laughs> <laughs> which may or may not have been true, but it was just weird to me. Uh, what do you think of this Bret Hart promo? Any any notes, comments, or anything? No, no notes. Any comments? Any memories? No, I just thought it was a regular, you know, go get him, Tiger type of Bret Hart <laughs> promo. Uh, the crowd that was there loved Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. And what I think <clears throat> Bret Hart was and still is to this day, he was a wrestling fans champion. So if you were a fan of wrestling, you were good with Bret Hart being your champion. You like Bret Hart, and you're going to support Bret Hart. If you were a casual viewer, if you were flipping through the channel, he wasn't going to make you stop and watch like someone like Hulk Hogan or the Ultimate Warrior or Macho Man would. Yeah. 
because I don't think he, he, he I don't think he was projected as bigger than life superhero type of guy. Yeah, he was. He was just a wrestling. very good technical wrestler. I think he was better than good. I think he was great, but I said very good. <laughs> whatever. He was the wrestling fans champion, mm-hmm. you know, and and I don't know what they could have done differently with him to make him more broad appeal, but. For me, as a wrestling fan, as a kid and even as an adult, he's perfectly fine with Bret Hart being the WWF champion. Yeah. What I liked about it, because, I mean, he always did the same signature moves, but what made me interested to him, maybe interesting that he was going to close in on a win, was the side Russian leg sweep. Right. Then he did that el- little elbow drop off the middle turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. He did that. He did, like, the uh, side slam onto his knee. I'm yep. like, he's going to win. Right. <laughs> he's going to set him up. And then, you know, sure as shit. Legs go up. Brett gets the uh, sharpshooter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was not a crazy, awesome, memorable match. Um, it was but, fun to see Papa Shango again, though. <laughs> yeah, you love Papa Shango. <laughs> I do. About a 13-minute match. Um, Bret Hart wins with the sharpshooter. What You mentioned the brain scan earlier. What I thought was fun. Oh, yeah, they do another one, yeah. Yeah, so at the end of it, uh, Bobby Heenan's like, this is how you win. You you know, you grab his leg there, and you turn it around here, then you go here. And then you spin him over and you do this, and he ends up spelling out champ. <laughs> and Bobby Heenan is a heel, and he hates Bret Hart. So Vince McMahon is like, you just spelled champ. And Bobby, he's like, no, I didn't. He starts, you see him start scratching it out on the yeah. face again. <laughs> yeah, it's a, um, and it's a, it was a fun whatever match. Uh, yeah. Then they have the funeral parlor segment, which is kind of odd to have that. Yeah, why would you close the show with that? Yeah, why wouldn't that be before the match? Or, I don't know. It was weird, but... I did like the clips of Kamala, like looking at the Undertaker when back at SummerSlam, like yeah. running away from him, like his face, like oh my god, right. he had amazing facial expressions. He did. I loved Kamala, the Ugandan giant. Listen, yeah. his legs now. Yeah, <laughs> in a wheelchair, no legs. It's all right. But I think that's uh, what diabetes. Yeah, diabetes. And this is just basically a promo to build up their casket match at Survivor Series coming up in a couple weeks. Yep. I thought that was the end of the show, but then like they keep like Vince talks about like we're gonna open up this present when we get back, and like okay, like that's kind of yeah. weird. And then they don't open the present. Yeah, um, it was just a tease to make you want to stay watching. <laughs> then they have a, the first backstage confrontation between Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, yeah. the singles competitor. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, it was a cool moment. And they're both mm-hmm. like really intense with it too. Yeah. One thing I liked about it is Shawn Michaels starts like. He, like, sticks his finger in Bret Hart's chest. Bret Hart just shoves him, like, back. Like, get off, bitch. Type yeah. of thing. I like that a lot. And then we go back to the announcing area with Vince McMahon and Bobby Heenan. And they've got, like, a present in front of them. And they're going to open going to open it. And then, and then Bobby's like, wait, wait, hold on, McMahon. I got, I got breaking news for you. He goes, what? He's on, he's on a phone. Yeah. I don't know where that phone was hooked up to at the announce table. Like, what, <laughs> where they got a phone line here in the arena. And he tells Vince, as they go off the air, someone is not going to make that aisle. Either Macho Man or Warrior. No, he's not going to be there. And obviously it was Ultimate Warrior. He got fired. We didn't know that. Yeah. So that's what we call the tease to make you watch Superstars and eventually Primetime Wrestling, where we found out that Ultimate Warrior would not be his partner. In fact, I thought it was going to be a tease to call the 900 number. <laughs> yeah, maybe. A scoop. Mean Gene. Scheme Gene. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, then they get the... Uh, that's it goes off the air with Bobby Heenan doing the tease, and that's that's your two Saturday Night's main event from '92. Yeah, so you didn't like that one. <coughs> it was all right. I just felt like the whole thing was rushed, hmm? or maybe another match would have made it better. Yeah, but didn't have time. when I well, this is me watching a lot of the older ones. So when I got to some of the newer ones, they were shorter. And I thought the older ones were more fun because <laughs> they yeah. had more segments in it. But it did at least, but it at least bring you back to I remember this guy. Like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no, out. I mean I enjoyed it. It was a quick watch. Yeah, but I'm just saying compared to all the other ones that I watched this week, it was my least favorite. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's probably better than some of the ones that were in like 2007 and 2008, right? Yeah. Well, I remember. I, well, we got into a text thing because I told I told you about Saturday Night's Main Event. You're yeah, like, yeah. Let's do a show. I'm like, all right, but I'm not watching anything after, like, 1998 because I don't really care about the, that stuff because I wasn't a big Cena fan, Chain Gang Cena, Batista, Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Like, a lot of those guys in the 2000s, I wasn't really watching a lot, so I didn't invest much time to care well, who they were. Well, Saturday main event wasn't on between 92 and 2005. I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm just talking about the stuff that I was watching was from the 80s and early 90s. <clears throat> and you said, oh, let's do a Saturday night. So I'm like, I don't want to watch that. And you're like, well, well, let's do the Fox ones. 
I'm like, I don't want to watch those because <laughs> I didn't know there was a difference between Fox and NBC because I, right. I didn't really pay attention to it at the time. But now that I know, I was fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were like, I don't want to watch. I was like, why not? Like, what's yeah, wrong I'm, like, with I'm you? not watching those stupid ones from 2006 and seven. <laughs> no, we didn't have to do that. Uh, yeah, that's that's those two shows this week, guys. Yeah. And it was it was just a fun little quick look back. Nothing crazy this week. Nothing deep diving or nothing crazy research and nostalgia and all that stuff. It was just a fun show I wanted to do this week because. Those two were special to me growing up. And like I said, maybe we'll do one of your favorite ones in a future episode. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, if we're okay with it. <laughs> or you can just follow me on Twitter and read my, uh, <laughs> your my five takeaways. Eric's five. <laughs> and it's easy to remember <coughs> on Twitter. It's Eric John, S-A-N. Last name is Sanchez, but I shortened it, so it's Eric John San on Twitter. Okay, cool. <laughs> maybe I'll do some more five takeaways. <laughs> Going forward, make sure to be following him for five takeaways. Uh, this week in current wrestling, this was the first week in a while where I didn't watch Raw or SmackDown, and then I read the results. I'm like, there's nothing I have to see on either of these shows. I watched a little bit of Raw, like the first hour, and then that was it. And then same with SmackDown, like nothing happened on these shows for me yeah. to watch. And it's kind of a bummer because they're kind of holding off with this big Raw show, and that just kind of sucked that they kind I of didn't watch week. Raw last week. I didn't watch SmackDown last week. <laughs> Raw this week, um, I think my dad said something at like, 940 he's mm-hmm. like hey you know wrestling's on tv and i'm like all right I'll, I'll watch. like i record it and i'll watch it yeah. like the next day but fast forward to the commercials or the boring stuff mm-hmm. i said all right but i haven't watched wrestling with him in a couple of weeks so i'm like all right so i'll you know sit down and watch it and it was a fun main event with seth rollins hitting the uh oh yeah that's right i did see the i did see the last yeah. match the curb stomp on so, uh, finn balor yeah they hit, hit the curb stomp they call it the blackout and I'm thinking, like, this move has been banned for almost four years, and the announcers aren't even, like, selling the shit out of it. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, he hits him with the curb or the uh, the blackout. You know, it's over. I'm like, that's all you're going to say about that? <laughs> that move was banned, and everybody loved that move. Well, at, at the end of the show, I'm sure they're going to push it more because of the way Finn Balor sold, like, basically having a concussion. Yeah. Unless he actually did, which I don't think he did. But, no. Um, he had a big old welt in his forehead. That's something cool that they're going to protect, make a finisher a big deal. I hope I so. I like that. Because um, I was explaining to my dad, because my dad was like, well, what's so big a deal about it? <laughs> I don't know. I went in nerd mode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To explain it so to I'm him. like, well, Vince McMahon was going to give him the title, and he was going to be the face, and because he's the face, he didn't want kids doing this move and calling it the curb stop. Blah, blah, blah. My dad's like, okay. <laughs> he's like, that's fucking stupid. No, let's turn this off. No, no he likes watching it. And then on SmackDown, it's just more of the same. Um, Bobby Roode won the U.S. title in, in the tournament, and they're pushing more of the AJ stuff. I was AJ. confused by that because I thought the final was going to be at Royal Rumble, but mm-hmm. then I saw that it was this, and I guess maybe I should watch it. Yeah. Maybe not. It, the show itself, I guess, I read the results, and there's nothing crazy, and mm-hmm. didn't feel the need to, to watch it, but I will be watching Raw 25. Looking forward to that. Yeah, week. me too. Uh, did you see the Jimmy Fallon show this last night? Yeah, I watched the last bit night. Yep. Of the uh, New Day and them doing the lip sync battle? Yeah. <clears throat> that was pretty funny. And I like that now Jimmy Fallon's going to be at the Barclay Center in Brooklyn, not at the Manhattan Center at Raw. Mm-hmm. I've read that they're going to try to bring talents to both shows, like back and forth. They're going to need like a motorcade because one's in Manhattan and one's in Brooklyn. So it's going to be yeah. kind of tough with traffic, but it's not that far away. Yeah. We'll figure something out. I yeah. think they're going to do... Obviously, this is the only way you can do it. Put people at the beginning of the show, and then towards the end of the show, cart them all over and have them show up again. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the rumors are that Undertaker and Cena are going to have a match at WrestleMania, which, and then they're going to start the angle on this Raw 25 show. I don't really want to get too much into that because it's just a rumor at this time. Yeah, I'm trying not to read too much into rumors. Like yeah. I'll see the headlines, but I don't click them. Anymore. No, um, I have no idea who I think is going to win the Royal Rumble this year for the men and the women. Mm-hmm. If I had to guess, and this, I guess, goes counter too, if I would guess on the men's side, it'd be Cena, and he could face AJ for the title. Um, and on the women's side, I'm going to guess Becky Lynch is going to win to face Charlotte at WrestleMania. I still think Shinsuke, because I think they want that WrestleMania match to be better than the Wrestle Kingdom match. I don't think that Vince cares about that. We'll see. But they haven't really been building Shinsuke up, which is weird, too. They've kind of been building Finn Balor up a little bit. Yeah. 
I would love to see Finn Balor versus Lesnar as the match, but, but it seems like they're pushing towards Roman Reigns versus Lesnar. There's a lot of dream matches <laughs> <laughs> we would love to see. Well, yeah, but those, a lot of those have happened in New Japan, too, mm-hmm. under Prince Devitt. Um, True. There's a lot of... That's the way I guess what's intriguing is it, it's interesting to see what's going to happen. I have no real interest in the Braun, Kane, Lesnar match, but I do love me some Braun Strowman yeah. <laughs> flipping the truck over on Raw. And Kurt's like, that's a $12 million truck! Yeah. <laughs> just doing? the way he destroyed everybody. I think it was SummerSlam <laughs> last year. Roman and uh, Braun mm-hmm. and Joe, like, he yeah. just beat the fuck out of everybody. <laughs> right, right. Love me some Braun Strowman. Maybe he'll face Cena at WrestleMania. I hope he beat, I don't know, anybody. Just have him whoop some ass, yeah, right? That's all I want. Um, Do you see Make Some Ass Challenge? Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, I liked it. It's on the network now, which is interesting. Yeah, I saw that this because morning. Because it's like, why is it so exclusive to Facebook? Like, who's watching yeah. it live? Like, you don't have so to as watch I was it. watching it, um, they got a little <laughs> heart or maybe eye, whatever it is, but they show how many people are watching at that time. Yeah. So I remember it was like 5,000, 6,000, 8,000, 9,000. So it was going up and up and up as I was mm-hmm. watching. I'm like, oh, this is cool. I was number one first. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anything else? Anything wrestling related you want to discuss before we wrap up for this week? Well, that's kind of it. Yeah, like I said, it's a slow week news-wise in wrestling. Nothing really crazy is going on. Um, I'm going to try to see if I can go to WrestleMania this year. I'll probably know next month if I'm going to go or not. And if I do, I'll send the bat signal out to anyone else that's going and can meet up. Positively Pro Wrestling go. Podcast. I'll buy you a beer. If you drink, you will. Yeah, you're gonna. I'm going there. <laughs> Let me spend five thousand dollars to get a free beer. I don't think it's five thousand dollars. It's not that much to go to WrestleMania, unless you want to sit front row, which I do not. Um, if I'm going. I want to sit front row <laughs> at WrestleMania. Yeah, got a couple grand. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's not for you. That's going to be it for our show this week, guys. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast and send us any comments and/or show suggestions to that. Oh, I want to wish you something. Happy, Wish me. happy Rusev Day. Happy Rusev Day to you too, guys. <laughs> we will see you next week.